We're throwing a party just for you at Crate and Barrel Private Registry Events. Planning your wedding has never been easier. Sip on some refreshments as our experts take you through all the best wedding tips and registry picks. You even get to leave with a special gift courtesy of your friends at Crate and Barrel. So RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel Private Registry Event at CrateandBarrel.com slash stores slash events. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It's a beautiful time of the year. The snow is falling in Denver, Colorado. I, th- I think we have 12 inches as of last night. Really? Uh, yeah, it's a big day. So I'm sitting talking to Ashley Iconetti, uh, my favorite co-host today, about all the craziness that's happened in Bachelor Nation over the last week. Uh, and Ashley, I feel like we've been in the headlines a lot. Yeah, we have, especially over the past couple of days. And the response has been extremely positive. I know, and I think we said it even at the beginning of our interview with Sean Booth. And if you all haven't listened, uh, make sure you go to the iHeartRadio app uh, and download our in-depth episode with Sean Booth talking everything, uh, breakup, and kind of what life looks like for him now. But Ashley, I think you did a really great job at the beginning of of that podcast. And I don't even know if you meant to, but you said this. You said, I feel really awkward. Yeah. Um, And I think it set the tone to say, this doesn't feel right. Like, I I don't want to talk to anybody about their breakup, but it felt like something that needed to happen for for not only us, I mean, as a podcast, but for Sean and and hopefully, you know, Caitlin's obviously moving on as well. I think uh, what made it feel awkward was that it, it's hard to get a breakup interview without both people present because you're only mm. going to get one side of it there. So I want to do my best to present whatever I knew from Caitlin's side. That's a good point. Yeah. And the response has been really positive. I, I mean, I felt like we were going to get some, a lot of like backlash, just no matter what we're setting ourselves up to get backlash. When you do, like you said, a breakup podcast where you're only getting one side, but the vulnerability that was shared during that, the, the details, um, the, the real emotion that we, I mean, we had to stop the podcast, I don't know, four times because of the emotion that was involved, I think really, uh, helped the listener understand that nobody is trying to hurt anybody in this situation. Right. So, um, when it comes to Sean, we have a couple emails, uh, and the, the voice, uh, from above is going to read them to us. Mark, will you read a couple of these Sean emails for us? I'd be happy to. Thank you. This one's from an anonymous emailer. I listened to your podcast a lot, but this one was by far the best. Sean's openness and raw emotion really moved me. I went through a breakup a few years ago with my high school sweetheart. I've never felt a pain like that breakup in my life. But my message to Sean would be that sometimes it's harder to be the one that ends things because then you have to live with the choice you made and constantly debate if you made the right decision. Although the pain can be unbearable, it makes you stronger. And eventually you do realize everything worked out for the best. Ashley, if you could have a breakup, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're in the public eye, you're, you're in a committed, safe, really loving relationship right now. Uh, forever but if you're in a uh, if you're in that same relationship and something happens are you upset with the partner for doing the podcast and the question then in return in the same breath would be would you do one yourself i think in this case caitlin has her platform as her podcast and then sean doesn't have his own platform so it was fine for him to come on this podcast because he needs to air his 
beep out. And then she has had the ability to do so for the past couple of months. Fair enough. Mark. All right. This one says, hi, guys. I appreciate what you were doing with the in-depth episode with Sean Booth. I know you're just doing your jobs and we're as respectful to both sides as possible. But I have to say, I think it was extremely inappropriate and disrespectful of Sean to out the timeline of Caitlin and Jason's relationship. That is not his narrative to tell. They obviously chose to go public the way they did for a reason, and he took that right away from them, which is not his place. Ben, how do you feel about that? It's interesting. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's funny. I'm reading this, and like, I think the most confusing part to breakups and, and how we all move on, no matter where you're at in life, is whose place is what. I mean, honestly, like, how do we determine whose place is what? I mean, if you've been hurt, and I'm, I don't know the Sean, Caitlin, Jason timeline, but if you've been hurt and you're telling your friends and family about the breakup and you have a suspicion that something weird was happening, would it not be your narrative to tell? If your pain is deep, if your heart is broken, would it not be your narrative? I agree. It's his narrative to be able to share his pain and experience, just like it's hers. What's so weird is that it's public yeah. because, you know, in normal relationships, you just tell your friends, then your friends know. But I guess people are thinking like it's airing somebody's dirty laundry to like the mass public that is like leaves a bad taste in their mouth. I, this but it's maybe tough. not, ne- it's not necessarily dirty. No, it's it, exactly. That's a good point, Ash. Like, what if this isn't dirty? What if he's explaining a timeline that is safe? He's just saying this is how it played out. Uh, everything was right. Everything was good. I, I don't think he was insinuating anything. He was just saying, Hey, if, if, if anything else, the, the speed at which she's moved on has hurt me, not that it's wrong, not that it's bad, not that she can't do it. It just pains me. And I get that. I felt that way. I can relate with him on that. Yeah. Mark, do we have another one? Well, the rest of them go into the Kalen situation, although this one does oh. say, um, thank you for going so much deeper. I am in awe that Sean could be so raw and vulnerable. You both asked the right questions in a supporting and loving way. These are real people dealing with real love and heartache. Then she goes on to say, thank you for taking such care and discussing Kalen's sexual assault. I think this revelation is going to open up a lot of discussions about abuse, and I just know the two of you will guide your part of the discussion in a safe and responsible way. Mm, that's perfect. That's a that's a good transition there. Uh, I want to close up the Sean Booth, Caitlin Bristow conversation uh, by just saying that I, I Ashley, I'm going to speak for you, Ash. Is that oh, cool? It depends what you say. <laughs> uh, um, we love them both dearly, and uh, Caitlin and Sean, I view as friends of mine. Uh, and and I'll let Ashley agree or disagree on that. I thought walking out of that, that I, from a, uh, trying to be, uh, from a, a balanced perspective, uh, Sean did a really good job at explaining himself that ta- talking through the situation. Uh, and I know that when he left that day, he still had a lot of respect, care and love for Caitlin. Um, and he was very cautious about how she was going to get portrayed in this. So anyways, I just want to say thank you to Sean for coming on the podcast. Again, if you haven't listened, download it, uh, on the iHeart app. It's the in-depth episode with Sean Booth. Actually, as of last night, one day, uh, I think it was a top five podcast yeah. of the week, which better watch out, Joe Rogan. Ashley Iconetti's coming for you. <laughs> Stop. And if I'm just going to toot my own horn, like you just said, I think we did do a pretty good job doing a non-biased interview and asking all the questions that a lot of fans have been asking since they announced their breakup. 
All right, so I've told you guys about how fun it was registering for Jared and my wedding at Crate and Barrel. We've been doing all the wedding things lately. We got some very exciting news about our musical guests this week. Ooh, I just said musical guests. <laughs> um, we were also doing our Save the Dates this week, and we recently got a private registry event at one of the Crate and Barrel stores, which made registering at Crate and Barrel so easy because you basically walk around the store with an expert who's going to give you tips and advice on your wedding registry and what is important to you and your home. Each couple gets to leave with a special gift as well as a fun takeaway to remember the experience. So Jared and I, of course, are living in an apartment right now and for the foreseeable future. So this expert that we walked around with was able to pick and choose different appliances that were best for us in our smaller space. And they were able to even help us with what kind of furniture will fit through our door. (laughs) We love Crate and Barrel because we're able to find products that represent our personal style but also are timeless and will evolve with our style over time. So we don't just like it now, but we know it's going to fit in with our decor in 10 years or so. So I'm not going to be being like, ugh, this is so outdated because I look around my parents' house and their stuff is not from Crate and Barrel. And I'm like, ugh, this is so 90s. Well, with Crate and Barrel, if you have a registry with them, you're not going to encounter that issue in a couple of years. I also love that all the items we've been registering for at Crate and Barrel are used in everyday moments, like coffee in the morning, wine at night when we watch a movie, entertaining our friends on the weekends. Whenever we have Jade and Tanner over, we're able to put out our new platery that we got for Crate and Barrel. And it just it makes your home look so nice and put together. If you are uh, planning a wedding right now or any other sort of event that you need a registry for, You should definitely go and RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. And if you're in the LA area, Jared and I would love to attend your session with you. I mean, that would be fun, right? So just let me know. Tweet me. Be like, hey, I signed up for a private registry event and I want to walk around Crate and Barrel, not just with an expert for advice, but also with you, Ashley and Jared. Just let me know. I will admit I'm, I'm having a problem lately. I can't find time to work out because when I get my one to two hours of chill time at night or maybe the one day to chill during the weekends, the last thing I want to do is go work out. But I have come across something called open fit, which makes getting fit and staying healthier so much easier than it normally is. OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. So it's solving all my problems, guys. I don't have to leave the house and I can get something in in just 10 minutes a day. Everybody is different. And OpenFit totally gets that. It's all personalized to your needs with custom-tailored original content. They have amazing trainers and classes led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. You can sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, the founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named one of the top 50 fittest athletes in the world. What? You can view it on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, 
and Roku. My favorite class is the Yoga 52. It is a perfect way to lose weight, build flexibility and strength, reduce stress, and reshape your body by taking a deeper dive into yoga. All you need is a yoga mat. Pretty simple. Precision instructions help you follow perfect form without having to look at the screen. And that is also very helpful. Right now, during the Open Fit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to Open Fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. Man, sign me up. When you text Almost Famous to 303030, you'll get full access to Open Fit, all the workouts and nutritional information totally free. Again, that is just text Almost Famous to 303030. It's something now to move on to, and we tried to do it in the in the podcast with Sean as well. Um, but we have to talk about, and we'll move on to kind of the 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 Bachelor episode recap later in the podcast. But there's a couple things that seem to be uh, very clearly priorities that we need to talk about, and that's the Caitlin situation. So Ashley and I want to take that conversation and that experience with Caitlin or Caitlin. And, and talk about it on a separate segment because it's, it holds that much power and weight. We don't want to just throw it into the batch recap. It's, it's way too important and way too big of a topic to do that. On, on the last uh, couple minutes of Sean's episode, we did bring it up and, uh, and talk about it. But here's because we got an advanced what we, clip of it. We did get an advanced clip and we played that clip during the podcast. So, so if you haven't seen tonight's episode, you can go back and listen to the podcast with Sean and, and hear the conversation. Ashley, let's kind of just go back to what we talked about before. What do you, what is your initial reaction as you see Colton and Kalen sit down and that conversation starts? Well, it was probably the most vulnerable conversation we may have ever seen on The Bachelor. I think normally you kind of watch it and you're like, yeah, these two people really know that there are cameras around them and that they're going to, this conversation is going to be on TV. There's something about this conversation that just seemed extremely intimate. Like they were not thinking about anyone besides the two of them. I think it was so brave of her to tell her story. We have never, from all the seasons that I've watched, seen a girl come out about a sexual assault that she experienced. And one in six American women um, have either been in a situation where a rape was attempted or they were actually raped. And so statistically speaking, you would say that there's been plenty of Bachelor contestants who have gone through this before, but Kaylin is the first one to come forward and tell the Bachelor her story about this. And in this Me Too movement, I think it was very just brave and powerful of her to be that open to talk about that on this date. Yeah, you know, sexual assault has obviously been uh, it. It will be a, a defining topic, um, kind of in our generation, and it's one that had to happen, right? So uh, earlier, a couple episodes ago, we had Ashley Spivey on who discussed this topic with us. See, statistically speaking, she was one of those girls, but she never brought it up on the show. Never did, and so it seems like uh, a topic that uh, more and more people are open to discuss. Here's here's a, a little top uh, a little one for you. What we saw with Kaylin is what the Me Too movement was started to be. A very poignant, powerful, yeah. uh, 
scenario where we say, no, we're going to put our foot down, our stake in the ground and say, this is no longer okay. And we're going to talk about it. We're not going to make it taboo anymore to discuss because it's happened to so many women. And, and the beauty of what Kaylin did is like you said, like it or not, she has a platform now, right? She's on the show. And she took this opportunity, just like it sounds like from, from our research she's done uh, in, in the pageant world as well. And she said, I'm going to take this platform and I'm going to make it something a lot bigger than myself. And I'm going to be the voice for women out there. I'm going to lay everything down for the sake of a topic that needs to be discussed. I want to move in then because Kaylin did a, obviously uh, a great job of being vulnerable. Um, she's relatable to many. But I want to walk into a topic, Ashley, that I, I wonder if you felt it. Uh, the idea of shame. Kaylin discusses with Colton that after this whole thing goes down, something very traumatic, something that sh- it was beyond her control, that she was not at fault for whatsoever, not 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 one ounce at fault for. Mm-hmm. She still carried a level of shame, and shame's a very very difficult emotion to kind of overcome, and it's it's fairly detrimental. Um, to our emotional well-being. So, Ashley, I don't know if you felt shame, but what was your idea or thoughts, as Kaylin mentioned, her thoughts on shame? I just thought it was really unfortunate that that feeling is attached to that experience since it obviously shouldn't be. We got hundreds of emails from from women sharing their stories, and almost in every single one, they felt in in some way shameful and responsible. That's so insane. And it's so heartbreaking, but it's somehow, you know, we got an email from a woman who felt like her gut was telling her something wasn't right and Mm -hmm. she didn't leave. And then now she blames herself. And it's like, she, I don't know how you can change that. You know, other, we can keep saying it's not your fault. You did nothing wrong, but for people to internalize it is so challenging. Yeah, Amy, you bring up a good point. I'm just sitting here thinking on this for a second. If that many women are feeling a common emotion, there's there's obviously some science or uh, That's behind what I was that. Say. It just and sounds like something that happens to the human composition, the chemicals in the brain and the body that lead to this feeling. We just have to eliminate the stigma so people feel so open talking about it, whether that's with their family, their friends, therapists. But but it's common. And so when something's common in this world, it feels like, uh, you know, when you can relate on a, on a similar emotion around anything. Right. This is this is something that that gets really tricky. But there feels like what Kaylin's done is taken this shame. And like a lot of people done, Amy, as you mentioned, we got hundreds of emails from these women. Right. Uh, and their stories are, are really powerful. Uh, you know, it's sad. It, I can't make sense of, of why they feel shame. I don't know that side of the situation. I know it's not right. I know it's not fair to them. I know that's not what we desire uh, for them. But as they read their email, as we read their emails, what we saw was these women now are speaking up. They're taking this shame and they're saying it doesn't feel good. At times, I think the word embarrassed uh, at fault was used in these emails. They said, I felt embarrassed. I felt at fault. I felt like this was a problem that I uh, was, was a part of, but they've said, no, we're going to go overcome those negative emotions and put, and again, put our stake in the ground and say, we're bigger and better than this. And we will survive. That to me is what this whole thing is about now is saying, yes, you've been hurt. We know that maybe I will never understand that. Maybe I will never be able to fully grasp how deeply you've been hurt. But what I can do is get behind you 
and say we can be a voice for the many and and stand up against it. This is this is not and and I want to mention too is I think our studies found that 8% of men have been a, a yeah, victim of sexual yeah. assault as well. Yeah. Let's not just put, you know, let's say this is just something that we should just discuss and not make taboo. And Kaylin, congratulations on you and just thank you for being a voice for so many. I want to uh I also want to to, to mention that uh, the organization that The Bachelor is supporting um, is Rain.org. You saw the, the clip come up during the show. Rain.org stands up against uh, rape, abuse, and incest. They have a 24-hour uh, crisis number. That's 1-800-656-HOPE. Uh, 1-800-656-HOPE. If you have been a victim, if you are a survivor, um, please reach out to Rain or any other network um, and, and support there's a lot of people out there uh, that want to and do have your back. I have to say that I learned for the first time that some hospitals, well, that hospitals can legally turn you away for a rape kit. That is unbelievable. Disgusting. What the heck? Oh, did you know, did I, you know that beforehand? I did. I, can I tell a quick story? Yes. Um. So when I was in college, there was a, a young lady who is an incredible person, and she was doing an article about me because my life was was just weird, and I guess it hasn't gotten any less weird. Um, and we became very good friends. She followed me around for six weeks of my senior year of college writing this article about me. It was something that we became very close around, and, and long story short, uh, she was always on time, uh, always very punctual, and really good at her job. And when the, it was her final thesis uh, in college, and she uh, she told me she wanted to meet at a coffee shop to discuss the final uh, paper. And she never showed up to the coffee shop. So I went home and I called around and I, and I was looking for her. I called her uh, sorority. I called her friends. Finally, I got a phone call from her mom uh, saying that she had been put in the hospital because the night before she was out celebrating the the completion of her very last paper of college. She was at a, a bowling alley and her drink was drugged. She was thrown in the back of a car. Um, she was sexually assaulted, left for dead in the middle of a cornfield in Indiana. Uh, and a police officer just happened to be driving by and her lights shined on, um, this friend of mine and found her, took her to the hospital. And because of how, listen, this is where it gets really crazy because of how badly beaten she was. She had broken ribs and, a, and her spleen was, was destroyed. The, the hospital would not do a rape kit. And they never did do a rape kit because it took her so long to heal. And then they never were able to prosecute anybody for the situation because it was too far. She was too far removed to have any viable evidence of what happened. They, Isn't that wild? They thought that she was too like physically broken at the time to do a rape yeah. kit. Yeah. That sounds While you're so talking strange. about it, I'm also reading an article because I'm very curious how or why an emergency room would turn someone away. Yeah. And I guess if you don't have insurance, they can turn you away, even if you're willing to to pay the bill. I'm reading mm. this article right now. I, I, have a, I have maybe a question I want to throw out there. And, and to kind of end this conversation, because, uh, you know, it, it is one that I, I think we could all, we all feel a sense of heaviness from. We all want to say thank you to Kaylin for speaking up. Um, for all of our listeners out there, uh, and for anybody that is a survivor, how do we help you? Can you write us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com? Um, I want to know. I, I don't know if I have a clear answer of how I can help you. Mm -hmm. 
And and I want I, I think we all here at the Almost Famous Podcast want to be that support. If we need to talk about it more, if we need to have people on to discuss it, uh, we're willing to do that. But how can we help? So please write us again at Ben and Ashley iHeartMedia.com. We will read through your emails. And uh, I think I just want to throw in the fact that I cannot believe that this kind of evil exists and that so so much evil exists that one in six American women go through this. That's mind boggling to me. I think the stat that I'm seeing is that 15 to 35 percent of assault or rape victims report it. And I think that's why talking about it does do something Mm -hmm. because removing the stigma and the shame makes people feel like they should and can report it. Um, you know, I'm just reading this. I think if there's anything we can do to figure out how to solve the issues with performing the rape kits, I guess it says a lot of hospitals, you know, are not, some people aren't trained to, to perform the rape kit accurately. There's insurance issues, all kinds of state and federal laws that are murky and unclear even to legal experts. It's just big, complicated issues. It is. And that's why we need help. I think an open dialogue is the only way to to progress to a place of some understanding. So uh, good on Caitlin or Caitlin for um, keep calling her Caitlin, um, Caitlin for starting this open dialogue. And just to clarify, so we're accurate. Emergency rooms should not and are not supposed to turn people away regardless of their ability to pay. But that applies to licensed hospitals with emergency departments. The loophole is it does not apply to licensed freestanding emergency medical care facilities. And it's difficult to interpret, you know, the meaning of all this. Um, But there are significant loopholes. And I think that's what some of these women may be experiencing. Um, Mark, do we have any emails about this? Well, this is a very heavy one. And actually, there's something in it you might want to clarify, actually. So it's probably worth reading. Dear Ben and Ashley, I really appreciate the honesty and vulnerability. When Kaylin said she felt safe with Colton, that rang so close to home for me. When someone has taken your security from you, a person who truly makes you feel safe, loved, and accepted is a rare thing that you hold on to. I was raped when I was 15 by my boyfriend. It took me months to tell anyone because I was so ashamed and thought it was my fault. I tortured myself for a long time and was incredibly self-destructive. I finally told someone after my second suicide attempt. Shame is a powerful emotion that can completely consume you. I did want to point out a comment that Ashley made when she interjected and said, I would have no idea what it feels like to be a victim. There was an undertone of, I'm not the kind of person who would be in that situation because I was a virgin for so long. This is the kind of comment that kept me from telling my story. It's these subtle comments from women who otherwise are trying to build up other women that make the shame feel all the more overwhelming. Thank you again for these candid conversations. Absolutely not. What I meant by that was I don't even think I could begin to conceptualize the pain that these victims go through, and I didn't want to speak on behalf of them. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I'm so sorry that if it that I came across in that tone. I, I'm so sorry if you thought that. There, there's no easy way to move on. I, I, I have zero idea how to move on. So, uh. Ash, let's take a break for a second. Um, pause, get a glass of water, come back, and we'll recap everything that happened uh, in the last episode with Colton. Coming back to the podcast, this is the Almost Famous Podcast, and we're here to talk to you today about ZipRecruiter. You know what's not smart? 
job boards that send you candidates that aren't qualified for the role you posted. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash bin to hire the right person. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates for you. It's powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, and actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from the hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. If you love this show, show your support to it and ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben, B-E-N. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. That code is interesting. I guess they're thinking you must be hiring people because you have so many businesses out there. Charities, businesses. I think so. All right. Well, for all of you who are still in the mindset of being healthy during this January, I've got something for you. But resolutions are hard, so hard that 80% of people fail at sticking to resolutions each year. But with Ritual, it is made easy. Ritual Essentials have the nutrients that most of us don't get from our diets, all in the purest, cleanest forms. No shady additives or ingredients that actually do more harm than good for your body. Ritual Essential for Women is a multivitamin reimagined. From D3 to Omega-3, Ritual Essential for Women fills the gaps in a woman's diet, and it all comes with a fresh minty flavor, no fishy aftertaste. And you're lying if you tell me that you don't mind the fishy aftertaste or the big horse pills. Ritual is traceable and transparent for obsessive label readers. All Ritual's stuff is vegan Friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. And their sources are 100% out there for the whole world to see. Better health doesn't happen overnight. Start your new year with Essential for Women, a small step that creates a healthy foundation for 2019 and beyond. Get Ritual delivered right to your door and visit ritual.com slash famous to start your ritual today. That is ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash famous. You know, one of the best advancements in, in our generation will be the elimination of horse pills. I can't get them down my throat. No. I just gag every time. I, yeah. You, you stick one down there, I'm okay. You stick two, I start revolting. Yeah, I know. Same. I'll dry heave. Yeah. Not good for me. No, you and, and, feel the water coming stuck. up. Do you ever get it, Ash, do you ever get it stuck like right there in the middle of your throat? I'm going to start coughing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, I can feel it. Oh, I know. I tell you, just think about it. Everybody out there listening, do this exercise with us for a second. Close your eyes and think about a good old horse pill about halfway (laughs) down your throat. You can really feel it when you do that. It's not fun. I don't like it at all. Um, Hey, uh, before we dive into the episode with Colton, we have a really special guest, uh, one of my favorite uh, contestants from this season of The Bachelor, who was let home way too early, in my opinion. We're going to ask her why. Hey, Bree. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hey, Bree. So good. <laughs> um, we've had a deep episode. We're trying to get you to lighten it up for a little bit. Bree, do you know that Ben thinks that you're like maybe the prettiest girl in the Colton season? 
I mean, a lot of people have said that I look very similar to Lauren B, so it only makes sense. The feeling is mutual, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bree, that's really sweet. Uh, The Lauren B, uh, you know what? Lauren is a beautiful person, so that is a terrific comparison. I, you should stand tall and proud of that. She's she she's one of a kind. Bree, you're let go. You you went home way too early. Why? What happened? I know, I know. I was sad, too, and honestly a little shocked, I think, that day. Um, we didn't see too much of me on this season. I think I didn't get as much airtime as, as I hoped. Um, and I don't know if it was just, you know, that I couldn't fully let go um, on camera because I, I feel like so many people don't really speak on that, but for me that was, like, something really hard, and I was pretty open with Colton. Like, every time I had uh, one-on-one time with him, I would let him know, like, I'm trying my hardest to be open. This is just, you know, a little different for me. But I don't know if it was that or if um, maybe there just wasn't much of a connection. Um, I don't know. But I, I was I was sad to go. Ben, Bree, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we we live in a world where, a bachelor world, where we're told, like, I want you to open up. I want you to open up. But I think that can be such an intimidating statement. How can we make that seem a little bit lighter where it's like, I just want you to talk to me about fun stuff. Opening up sounds like really, it sounds like what that girl Caitlin thought last week. Like I have to tell you a sob story. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to tell a sob story. It means let's just have an easy breezy conversation. And, you know, I think that's funny because even going on the show, I remember, like, talking with my mom, and she was like, well, like, what's your big story going to be? Like, you haven't gone through anything necessarily traumatizing. Like, you kind of have to, like, capture them. So I felt, like, a little bit of pressure to, um, I don't know, like, have some sort of story going into that. But honestly, like, I feel like I'm actually a very open person and, and honest most of the time so it's not hard for me to open up I think it's sometimes the opposite like especially being on camera it was hard for me to just be like casual and like have like easy conversation instead of being like hey tell me your biggest fear or hey like what's going on here like I'm all about like those deeper conversations and it might be kind of weird for other people so I was like I have to like try and tone this back a little it could truly be something as easy as would you study in school? And that opens up a big can of worms. For sure. Yeah, that, that could be like a whole conversation from there on. But I feel like I'm always most interested in, in like, especially because this is such like an escalated um, process, like trying to get to know someone quickly. Like, I, I guess I'd rather know earlier on, like some of those deeper things to get like a better feel for who they are instead of uh, what what school did you go to? Which I would ask on a normal date, but this isn't a normal way of dating. We didn't get to see it. Um, and, and it's hard for always to say this. One of my favorite questions to ask any contestant who was um, let home early. As mm-hmm. watching The Bachelor this year, it feels like these women are really into Colton. Was that how it felt in the house? Or was people on edge? Were they questioning him? Were you questioning him? Or was everybody just sold out that this guy, he is my husband? I mean, because I left so early, I feel like there may have been like a couple girls who were starting to build connections, but it was so early on, like a lot of girls were just wanting to get to know him still. So it wasn't like a huge conversation while I was there. Um, You know, everyone just wanted to get more time with him mostly. But I think there was definitely a couple girls I noticed from the beginning um, 
that like connected with him more. Uh, Brie, mm-hmm. I know that in this episode, they kind of wrapped up the feud between Hannah and Kayla in a very weird way. And I sort of have yeah. a theory on that and Ben and I haven't discussed yet. But okay. do you know what happened in their past that makes them so hostile to each other? I've been asked about this a lot lately. And honestly, in the house, I wasn't really much about the drama. Like, I really tried to stay away from all of that. So I didn't hear too much. Um, I don't know, like, how it's all going to wrap up. And I do hope for both their sake. Like, they were both really sweet girls. I hope that it's not something that, like, continues throughout the entire season of both of them being there. but. Um, I mean, I, I really don't, I don't know all the, like the whole backstory, really anything other than what was shown in uh, last week's episode, I guess. Hmm. What's your guys' theory on that? You know, I think it's a massive topic and, and Ashley, I want to spend some time later on digging in. Brie, I know that you only have a few minutes with us and, and before mm-hmm. you go, I got to ask you, I have a feeling that if you, unless you don't want it to be, this will not be our last time seeing you in Bachelor Nation on a Bachelor show. Where do you uh-huh. hope this goes for you? What, what what do you hope is next? Are you are you hoping for paradise? Will you agree to paradise, or are you done? This is this was not a good experience. No, 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 no. I think this was an amazing experience, and I've only noticed I've grown and pushed myself so much more like since the show since the experience and now that it's all airing and and I love that like anything in life that will push me more to you know find out more about myself or whatever that is I'm totally down for um I'm hoping this isn't the end because I've had a great time so very open to um paradise and uh really anything that will come from it Demi is the quote villain in the house i don't think she's like as villainous as a as a lot of past villains i think she's more Mm -hmm. of a pest like i talked about last week um but but uh in this episode demi and courtney go at it demi calls courtney the cancer of the house how did you view demi and did you actually think that courtney was more of a complainer than it has been showed in previous episodes I think that it is funny that Demi's coming off as such a villain. I think that I think she likes the attention. I think that it's fun for her, but um, you know, I wouldn't say she's like a complete villain. And I noticed actually, I think it was the night that I went home that they they had a little bit of something brewing. So I'm interested to see what happens on tonight's episode. Um, so I'm not really sure. We'll see. Bree, before we send you off here, not to put you on the spot, but definitely to put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're going to go on Paradise, hopefully. I hope you go on Paradise. Yeah. I, I, Bree, I, I think you've got a lot of potential. Um, I don't think Colton, I don't think, I think Colton's sent you home way too early. So oh. all the guys up to date that will potentially be in Paradise from this mm-hmm. franchise, who do you have your eye on? Well, you know, if you were single, Ben, uh, it, it would be a different story. But I, um, I've i been asked this a couple of times, and I kind of have my eye on Dean right now. Um, I know that there's – I know he's said a couple of things. But, um, I mean, I hope that that wouldn't hold him back from paradise. And I haven't spoken to Dean at all, but I think that I would be interested in getting to know him. You guys live in the same area, so it could be feasible. Yes, this is possible. Hey, Ash, let's connect them. 
Sure. I mean, <laughs> if unless you wanted yeah. to unfold in paradise, and I really don't think Dean's doing the show again, so I don't think that's an option for you, but you, we can totally set I you know. up. How about she comes on Help I Suck at Dating? Ooh, yes, please. All right, oh, Bray, okay. you're invited in <laughs> studio for that. February 5th, Brie. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like, there's honestly nothing like uh, the show. Uh, Brie, I I, thank you for playing along here. There's nothing like The Bachelor to just make you super forward. Like, I I feel (laughs) zero weirdness about like telling somebody now, like, hey, I I think you're cute. I have a crush. Like, I'm into this. So, Brie, good on you. Um, Hey, we're going to miss you. I'll miss you from here on out. So, uh, I'm sorry, but I hope oh, Paradise you. is the next step for you. Bree, yeah. from Colton Season The Bachelor. Ashley, any questions to end it? No, that's it. I just wanted to say that I also have never – I never told anyone I like you until The Bachelor. Oh, Man, <laughs> I appreciate that about this whole, this whole thing. You know, it really pushes you to be more open, and I admire that about other people. Yeah, and it makes so. openness not seem creepy or desperate or eager. No, yeah. It's just a way of doing it naturally, I think, you know? Yeah. But um, hopefully you guys will be seeing more of me. I'm hopeful of that. Okay. So too, Brie. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. It should be mentioned that we record this uh, on Monday afternoons because Ben and I get a uh, advanced copy of the episode. Sometimes those copies, though. Sometimes those copies, it's, it's so that you guys have this podcast to listen to right after the show on Monday nights. Or on Tuesday morning on your drive to work, we sometimes in that screener don't get the rose ceremony, which is why last week there was some references as to Brie staying on the show. We didn't know she got eliminated at the rose ceremony. That, I had no, I had zero expectation that she would get. Yeah, get I while. didn't either. And then we, that's also why Brie just then was referring to the episode that she had to watch tonight. She means episode four. That's just how it goes around here. <laughs> We're going to start getting the rest of I'm, I'm sad about that one. But anyways, hey, Bree, thanks for coming on the episode. Uh, we hope to be seeing a lot more of you before we get into breaking down the episode, which is up next. And I have a lot to say about this episode, and I know Ashley does as well. So hold on tight uh, to your seats. And while you do that, grab some snacks. You can get your snacks at what Ashley is going to tell you about. It's Thrive Market, and if you're like me, grocery shopping sucks. Not because it's not fun to go through the aisles, but because bringing the groceries in from the garage is the worst. (laughs) For us in L.A., like, we have to park in the garage, put the key in, open the door, bring, like, three bags in, then go and do the whole process over again. So I try to avoid grocery shopping, not online, pretty much as much as possible. I'm able to do that with Thrive, which is an online marketplace on a mission to make Healthy, living, easy, and affordable for everyone. You can shop for thousands of best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below retail prices. It's basically Whole Foods, but a lot cheaper, and it gets delivered to your door. So I'm not sure why you wouldn't try Thrive Market. Thrive Market means supporting a select group of brands that make the world a better place. Basically, Thrive and Ben Higgins are like the same. They're all making the world a better place. That's really sweet. (laughs) Really good products. Thrive Market sells non-GMO food, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly 
cleaning supplies, safe non-toxic beauty products, kitchen staples, home goods, organic baby food, kids products, so much more. And they're going to really stack your pantry for Bachelor Mondays. They also, yeah, speaking of Bachelor Mondays, they have this new thing. It's not just snacks anymore at Thrive Market or chocolate. It's actually new, clean, and curated wine. Each and every bottle has been handpicked for amazing taste, and it's affordably priced. It's going to change the way you buy and think about wine. And you can buy without guilt with Thrive because over 98% of their packaging is post-consumer recycled, and it's filled with recycled paper, denim, or newspaper wraps instead of plastic bubbles. 100% zero waste. Thrive market prices are already 25 to 50% off, like I mentioned, and they're giving you an extra 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. Redeem this offer by going to thrivemarket.com slash almost famous and enter the code almost famous. You do not want to miss this offer. Stock your pantry up, get your wine cabinet full, and go to thrivemarket.com slash almost famous and use the code almost famous. I just saw my name pop up on um we'll we'll use this. I just saw my name pop up on uh on my Google Alerts and it says uh, Bree's mentioned uh, an article with Bree has been mentioned your name and it's an article with Lauren Zima um, about how Bree, our last guest mentioned that, yeah, she was had a crush on, on Dean and I. So that's really sweet, Bree. Thank you again for that. Um, but I thought it was weird that she just got the phone and that popped up on my computer. Hey, um, moving on, Ashley, this episode with Colton, uh, was one that I was very envious of at times and also really happy that I'm not the bachelor ever again at other times. And let me tell you why. First off, Singapore. I I love the idea of Singapore. I would love to go to Singapore. I'm very envious of that, but jumping right into the first date, I'm really glad I'm not the bachelor because there is no way in hell you're getting me to bungee jump off that thing. I really felt that moment. Like I could feel them with that anxiety in their soul. Like I'm actually going to step off this thing and just free fall. Uh-uh. Uh, Did you do anything like that on your season? No, no. You- they must know that I would have, I would have been like, I- I'm out. Like <laughs> love ain't worth this. <laughs> Bun- Jared Bungie jumped with Claire on paradise. Really? Yeah. But it was what like a saw? lot less of a fall and it was over water, which to me, like it was over wa- ocean water, which yeah. feels a lot safer for me. It's I, uh, I texted Colton last night um, and uh, I was like, dude, I'm really glad that you're the bachelor. Like you're doing a great job for so many reasons, but also because that right there is something they would have never been able to get me to do. Really? It didn't seem uh. like he was too eager. I don't think he was either, but he, he held his own. So anyways, that was my takeaway from the first date. I mean, Tasha's great. Uh, she's very beautiful. I'm glad that this, uh, this worked out for them, but I had anxiety for 15 minutes following this date, just trying to process the fact that they, they were jumping from their legs, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet with the idea that this was helping them find love. <laughs> Isn't that silly? It's really just so that they can use all the cliches. Like, I really feel like I'm falling in love. Oh, or, that's you know, a good point. Jumping good and point. falling. <laughs> really jumping uh, into the process. Oh, uh, I'm surprised they could do that. I thought that uh, just the network television has gotten a lot more strict on what they can and cannot do on these shows uh, for like uh, legal purposes. So I'm surprised that that can still exist. 
but it must be safe. I mean, I guess so. Um, probably just yeah. as dangerous as getting into a car. Yeah, well, yeah, probably a lot less, I would imagine. I hope so. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Tasha and Colton, they have a connection. Uh, I think he's into her. As you mentioned last week, Ashley, you can really tell who Colton's into and who he's not. If there's one thing he's doing, I don't know if it's a bad or good thing. It's just you can really read who he's into. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think it's fun for the audience. Yeah, he's really genuine. You know what I mean? It seems genuine. Mm. He's oh. he's. He's really into her. Then let's see. What else do we have in this episode? The group date was like the biggest group date ever. And of course, Hannah was sad because that meant that Kaylin was going to go on the one-on-one. This is where a lot of the drama between Courtney and Demi happened. I have to say that while Demi is annoying and presents herself very young, I thought Courtney was really condescending in this this scene in the episode. And she, Courtney, like, she, how do I word this? There is a method to getting time with The Bachelor during group dates. And if you want time and you fight for time, you get time. The whole playing hard to get thing does not work when it comes to The Bachelor. (laughs) Uh, we saw this with Chris Radone during Becca's season, who wanted to be pursued by Becca. Mm-hmm. No, the cast has to pursue the lead in this case, correct? There's 20 plus people. Like, you don't have time to play hard to get. And, and honestly, just to be clear, I have, I bet Colton had no clue that he even had not talked to Courtney. Yeah. You're so in it. You're tired of talking to people. There's so much going on. There's emotions involved. There's deep conversations involved. You're, you're just tired in general. You're not, it's very rare. I think at the end of the night, most of the time, you know, the bachelor bachelor will sit back and be like, okay, who did I talk to tonight? Who did I not talk to tonight? Was there any weird conversations I had? And that's where you start to analyze it. But by then it's too late. So, yeah, I, I was just kind of turned off by Courtney's attitude same, towards the whole same. situation. She was very complaining. But Demi, <laughs> Demi isn't polarizing, but she's a pest. Now, people like I think she'll I think she'll continue to build this character. Out. I think she will be polarizing. But isn't it interesting that for lack of a better term, she is the villain of the season and we yeah. don't like talk about her that often. But that's truly because lack of a better term. We don't really she's not there's not a true villain in this season. No. She's just very opinionated. She states her mind, she's blunt, and the way she speaks drives me nuts. But here's the crazy part, and you always get this with the the villains or the the people that are more controversial from the seasons. Bachelor I was looking last night on Twitter, uh, and Bachelor contestants really like Demi. They respect her for the way that she stands up to herself. She they respect her for her just like completely open attitude i don't think it's great for the process of finding love like i i I think she's gonna burn too many bridges and people are gonna be like are you this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. but i think former contestants are saying she's doing something that nobody else has ever done yeah did you see how chummy it looked like she and hannah were during the rose ceremony Mm -mm, i didn't see this oh yeah her arm was around her hannah hannah was really snuggly with demi I, uh, let's move on then. So we got the Courtney Demi situation. Uh, Demi continues to be Demi. She continues to call people out. And and then we get this uh, moment where Hannah and Kaylin speak. It's weird, Ben. It is weird. I want to pause and say, what is your, I think both women 
uh, have a history that we still will never know. Like there's something that they, they still just touch on this. Like, Hey, I'm sorry that there's been pain in our past. Um, I don't know what that pain is when it comes to their friendship, but yeah, Ash, I want to hear what you think. That was weird, right? It was so weird. And I would say it would have to do with Kaylin coming out with her sexual assault story, but she producers knew about that going into the season. And I say this only because she was very outspoken about it during her run for Miss USA. So it's interesting if they were trying to change Kaylin's narrative for the season to wrap it up like that. I could see them wanting to be like, okay, no, Kaylin's going to be a more sympathetic character. We don't want her wrapped up in this pageant drama. You understand? I'm tracking. Yeah. So you're saying that this Hannah Kalen situation just seemed to be non-important anymore yeah. Yeah. when it came to what Kalen was about to tell Colton. I think so. I think that might be the truth, but I also think that it was a weird way of wrapping it up, knowing that the story would be revealed at some point. So I'm just curious to see whether they just decided to take a break for this episode or the, or the drama resumes in the weeks to come. I think it's done. I think, I think it's, it's I think it's done too. That was the general vibe. They didn't it was squashed. They didn't show anything in scenes for the next episode. But why would they make it such a thing and such a vague thing to just wrap it up like that? Here's my theory. I think there are stories um in this season that are a lot bigger okay. and more compelling than two people arguing about something that they obviously weren't opening up about. We were never going to find out what happened to Hannah and Kaylin in their past to make them no longer be friends. We're never going to know that. And so as a result, I think it just got tiring. Like I, I'm, I was tired no, of hearing the I two of them bicker. I was obsessed with it. I was really? completely compelled, but I think I was so compelled because the vagueness of the scenario, I was like, I just need to know what spurred this on. But now but now that Kaylin has come out about her story, I agree that it's just too it's there's just a much more important things to talk about than the the pageant drama. It's uh you know what it kind of reminds me of? I was I was thinking back here, when was the last time on the Bachelor Bachelorette that we've had two top contenders? Because they're both like very they're top um contestants on this season. I think yeah. they're both into Colton. Colton's into both of them. That there's been this much like drama behind them. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna say Sean and Nick. Yeah, probably. Right? I mean, Sean and Nick are, are the two that stand out the most. Is just They just didn't like each other. They weren't going to get along. There was no way they were going to get along. And they were never really okay with it because it was still a conversation that would happen a lot. But This is more once in a lifetime because they knew they both knew each other before the show. Yeah, yeah, this is unique. What about Waboom and what's his name last a couple seasons ago? Yeah, but they weren't top contenders. No, no. no. But they both Waboom. knew each other and came in with drama. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't even remember their names. Um, I don't remember the other guy. I don't... Wait, what? Blake. Oh, good job. Easton, do you just remember that from the top of your head? Wow. East, Easton's a secret, like, Bachelor Nation. Like, <laughs> that's fan. awesome that you remembered that. Yeah, okay. he's he's never missed an episode. Um, All right. Uh, but but finally... bottom line is, I'm still confused. I think, the, I think it's because Caitlin has a lot of other things to be talking about. But... I think it was a weird way to end the feud. It's super weird. It caught, that was the the main focus on the past 
two episodes. And then it was just like, okay, we're just going to sit down, have another vague conversation, and be cordial. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, it really was. Like, out of nowhere, all right, let's fix it, done. Okay, move on. It was, well, all right. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. I can um, see Kaylin being over it now after that conversation, but I can't see Hannah dropping it. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. It will be a storyline to see how it plays out. Um, we've talked about Kaylin at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, her one-on-one date with Colton um, was was captivating, compelling, and and vulnerable and raw. And and once again, because we're we're not going to dive deep uh, into uh, what was shared necessarily um, during that date. Uh, again, we've talked about it earlier. I, I do want to take some time and point out uh, that if you are a survivor. If you are somebody at any level, or if you know somebody that is a survivor, please pass this message. Uh, there's rain.org. Uh, rain stands up against rape, abuse, incest. It's a 24 seven, uh, crisis number at 1-800-656-HOPE. That's 1-800-656-HOPE. Please contact rain, um, for, for anything, for donations, uh, for support, um, to tell your story. So let's touch on though the 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 aspect of this one-on-one date that i think um uh was was maybe interesting in terms of love this kaylin now uh not only because of of the vulnerability that she shared but this their connection is very very dynamic oh i think she's top place now you do she's Uh a front runner yeah that's what i was gonna ask you was she is she your number one right now yeah interesting I think she is too, because you know who I had as my number ones going into this week? Uh, I was kind of thinking about this. Who? Hannah G. Uh, Hannah G and and Case uh, Cassie. But Cassie and Colton's deal is just weird to me right now. Like, I don't get it. I know that she hasn't been around a lot. That's a typical thing for, you know, kind of a, a real front runner as well. But they had a couple interactions on this episode, and I just don't see it. I feel like either Colton is just so smitten that he's awkward I thought Colton was going to be a lot more awkward as the bachelor than he's been, but he gets awkward with Cassie really gets awkward. He did with the whole brother sister joke. It went a little far, but I think it was awkward. I like you awkward. and I don't know how to handle myself awkward. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think it's exactly that. So I still think she's up there, but they're just like their chemistry or their flow is not even close to where Kaylin's at. Oh no, 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 no. That's why I think that Kaylin surpassed everyone because they got so vulnerable. He is like, he looks at her with hearts in his eyes for sure. And then when I saw his interaction with Hannah G afterward on the bed and all that, I was like, I don't feel it as much as I felt him with Kaylin five minutes ago. Was that awkward for you to watch? The bed thing? Yeah. A little bit. It was weird. It was weird. There's like, everything was okay until like there's one moment where you're like, reaches over and like pulls her on top and i was like uh, what am i about to watch i know right <laughs> they would have never shown that with another bachelor no but with colton like they did like a side angle and you can see his face <laughs> and he's still like smiling like a little boy and you're like all right this is innocent like there's no <laughs> this is fine and then making the bed afterward just straightening uh, it up i just it was just something i just i didn't have an easy i never have an easy time watching people like make out obviously like especially on a reality show when it's like friends of yours or people that you know um but that one was weird that that one that one got me a little bit hannah g still front her so uh ashley before we move on um to the eliminations 
after this week's episode, can you give me your top three? I'm still going to go with Hannah G, Kaylin, and... I mean, I would throw Cassie in there, but she's had so little time. And it's weird how little time she's had. Yeah. Uh, She seems... I also feel like Cassie may be, like, really shy. Like, she doesn't really know how to pursue a guy, which is, I think, totally normal. Yeah. I'd say that's my top three as well. Uh, write us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com for your top threes uh, or tweet us uh, and make sure you uh, you hashtag uh, almost famous podcast. So uh, the two people that went home this week were Tracy and Courtney kind of expected both not shockers. Uh, are you good with it? It was only Tracy and Courtney. There was not one other. Mm-mm. That's so weird. Small elimination week. Uh, not surprised by either. No, he did not like the negative vibes that he got from Courtney because even though she may not have been a cancer, I think that she didn't have like positive fun Colton vibes. And then uh, Tracy, they just never had chemistry. Mm -mm. No, no, no. It was time to go. So, uh, Ash, we only have a few minutes left. Yeah, uh, we have some serious bachelor news. We this have is what a I've ton kind of been looking forward news. to. I've been so looking forward to it. It's a ridiculous amount of stuff we have to talk about. Uh, so far, Colton's doing great. Um, he's as innocent and as as innocent can be. The, his only criticism would be that the the guy just is a little awkward sometimes around the women. But that's endearing, and we love Very that about endearing. him. Endearing, I do. Yeah, we, we, we don't like the smooth operators. Those guys, we don't – speaking of smooth operators, um, Tanner, uh, Tolbert, and Jade uh, are having their second baby. Ashley, I know you know a, a lot more about this than I do. I found out two weeks ago, and we're so happy for them. It was funny because they were trying <laughs> – it sounds so stupid. They were trying not to conceive at a certain like window of time because they knew that that would interfere with our wedding. And let's just say that their due date is very near our wedding. So it'll be interesting. I don't think Jade's going to be able to attend. But, and she's supposed to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> but Tanner is supposed to be our officiant. And he is allowing himself more of a window to like keep the, you know, to stay an officiant. Jared and I still just need to figure out whether we are okay with having. Tanner as the officiant with a strong backup. So two prepared officiants or just to go with our backup who we planned on, who we had already asked to give a speech at our wedding, but the backup doesn't even know whom he is yet. JJ Lane. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is something to obviously celebrate. It's just, it does kind of like, it's just a little sad. I'm not sad. How do you want to say this? Yeah, let's say sad. Well, I mean, like, it's fine. That is fine. It's, we're very, very happy for them. They have wanted, you know, they've been trying for a little bit now, and we're just really happy it happened. It's kind of just funny the way it landed on a very close date. For well, Gigi. I'll be honest. I'm mad. I'm, I'm, really pissed off because there's not many times in life that I get to spend time with Tanner and Jade. <laughs> and I knew at your wedding, that was going to be one of those times and they have to choose to get pregnant. Like they're married. They can have sex anytime they want. <laughs> Just wait a few months. Like it's not that big of a deal. So for well, me they... and me selfishly, <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Well, I'm sure Tanner will come because unless 
if she gives birth beforehand, he's going to at least be in attendance. That's a good point. Yeah. That's fine. But it, we're um, all we're all very sad and happy at the same time, and they feel the same way. <laughs> Which sounds uh, weird, but, like, they were very stressed to tell us. I'm sure they were. Hey, we love them very much. They've been good friends uh, to all of us, but especially you and Jared, and I know they would love to be there. Also, a couple other Bachelor news. Um Ashley, I cannot wait to hear some of your thoughts on this stuff. It was Colton's birthday this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday to Colton. Happy uh, birthday, turned, you 27-year-old baby. He's a 27-year-old baby. Uh, <laughs> for his birthday, SNL did a spoof on him, the virgin hunk, Dalton, from Turd River, Colorado. The, the, I love SNL. Um, I just am sick of these like little spoofs because it's the same thing every year. The, yeah. the women come up. Hey, can I steal you? Can I re- interrupt you? They say the same thing. And the bachelor just sits there and goes, interesting. That's like, they, they just change the bachelor's name and where he's from. And that's all they do. They could be more creative with it. I will say that. But Turd River, Colorado, pretty <laughs> great. Um, he's, he's from Denver. So like, it's not that, like it's, Denver's a cool city, right? Um, <laughs> I got to talk about Chris Harrison and his new girlfriend, Lauren Zima, a friend of ours. So crazy. I just spent last weekend in Cancun with Lauren, and we spent like 50% of the weekend with her trying to guess who her new boyfriend was. Uh, They've been dating for a while now, but she wouldn't crack. We played like 20 questions. Who are you dating? She didn't crack. Jared did say, Lauren, is it Chris Harrison? Or has this guy ever accepted a rose? And she just skimmed right by it. She's a host. You know, she knows how to think quickly on her feet. She's good. Yeah, so it's really funny. I remember a conversation I had with Lauren. Uh, We love Lauren. I I think this is great. Um, Unexpected. It feels weird to see him in pictures together, honestly, Um, like cuddling up. But the I had a conversation with her. I don't know. It's probably been a month ago, maybe. And uh, and she was telling me about her new her new partner. You know, she was dating somebody. She was super into it. She didn't know where it was going, but she had this like giddiness in her voice. Like you could tell she was really excited, but she doesn't break. And and honestly, I was trying to think about it today. I think in that same conversation, she asked me, what's your thoughts on Chris? Really? Like Chris Harrison. Yeah. Like, because, you know, Chris and I, I think at that time had played golf or something together and we were, you no, know, she just like threw it out there. And I remember that question being asked. And I remember being like, I love Chris. Like he's one of the best dudes I know. Like he's been a great to me and he's a good guy. And I think she did that in her little sneaky way. Um, to get some not some dirt i think she knows him but anyways where do you think this is going is this like is it serious i want it to be serious so bad <laughs> <laughs> they're so sexy together yeah they are I they like look good. it i like yeah. it and i love how happy she was this week she couldn't stop gushing about whoever her boyfriend was that's so good to hear she just ah, talked about how good them. she felt and she had never felt that before <laughs> Happy for them. This is awesome. Um, I bet we're going to see him out a lot now. Uh, no hiding it. They're all over the news. Uh, also, five-year anniversary for Sean and Catherine. Uh, Bachelor Nations, one of Bachelor Nations' favorite couples. Uh, they celebrated five years uh, since their wedding. And one, Sean is now one of three people, uh, three bachelors, to marry somebody from their season, right? Three bachelors, that's right. And the only one to marry his winner. <laughs> Um, good point. Wow. That's, that's not that's a good point. Hey, uh, I got to hear what you think of Bibiana slamming Peter cross. Uh, Peter continues to pop up. Uh, people love Peter, but people also feel like he, uh, he's got some, some skeletons in the closet. 
I, I think we need to bring Bibiana on to explain I, herself. I think so, too. I don't really want to speak on her behalf. All we know is from a couple tweets, Bibi said that when Peter came to visit Miami and that picture was taken of them at the Heat game, that he stayed at her apartment for four nights and then ended up leaving without saying goodbye and with ever without saying thank you. And she never heard from him again. Kind of like he was using her for a hotel. Uh, we've got to check in with Bibby, but you're spot on. That's exactly how the tweets read. And that's what my take was. And it became very, very captivating, controversial, and it spread like wildfire amongst uh, the public. So the uh, here's the update. We're going to bring Bibby on if she wants to talk about it, hear from her. Uh, and here exactly went down. Finally, uh, this guy, he continues to, to he, speaking of pests, uh, the pest that has been loved, that's been in our podcast and been great to us, but one that has continued to be captivating, but been quiet recently. Chad Johnson, um, maybe one of the most famous villains, uh, wears a shirt that says F you Chris Harrison. Is he selling these shirts? Like, what is he doing? Well, he's making a headline. That's what he's doing. And it's a little bit funny because that's what he said on his season, famously, infamously. But he's been gone for so long now. Yeah. And, and I mean, I get it. Like You and I still make a living on this show. But why do a, uh, why do a T-shirt? I mean, I guess. It, we're trying. But he rumor is he's dating Kendra Wilkinson, who I remember watching like in high school mm-hmm. during that like uh, well, there was a show with Hugh Hefner and stuff. Um, is this a, is this a real thing? It looks like it because I saw responded though sort of vaguely. Well, they were holding hands outside of a restaurant, so that makes it seem like they went on a date and they were into each other enough to hold hands. It's it's interesting to me. Does this this feels like a good couple, right? Yeah, I mean that's like that's quite the reality star couple. (laughs) It really. Oh, I was looking at the picture now. Star couple. That's definitely a couple. I'm looking at the picture now. A hundred percent, like they're something's happening they're that, smiling holding hands dancing on tmz it's yes yeah that doesn't look like a first date thing that looks no. like a dating thing that's a dating thing <laughs> chad jo- i'm gonna say it now unless they want to correct us chad johnson and kendra wilkinson look like they're dating she's saying she's saying no she said it in a little bit of a salty way no. that so maybe it has already do gone you want me to south just- I'll just read it. Okay. She posted a photo of herself with her friend and wrote, we had a lot to catch up on after about two days of her being MIA. Filled her in about these recent annoying rumors and how my vagina is still very closed up. Anyways, beautiful day with my love. Always a breath of fresh air. So maybe they're not sleeping together. Um (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Uh, Kendra, I don't think, has really been seen out with anybody significant since she broke up with Hank Basket. Yeah, All she. Right. I grew up. I grew up with Kendra Wilkinson. I mean, she was she was a big time star back back in the day. Mm-hmm. Sure, she is, still is, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll listen to her. Sweet girl, she's a very sweet girl. All sure. right, and I'm dying to have Bibby on the on the podcast next week to clarify the Peter rumors. I just I sent her a text know. from all of us. Oh, she also just debuted her new boyfriend this week on the gram. Yeah. Good looking guy. Hey, Bachelor Nation has a ton of news. I mean, what a podcast. With all this stuff going on, we've got to say thank you to our sponsors, Crate and Barrel. RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com backslash stores backslash events. And open fit. Get your 
30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. When you text Almost Famous to 303030. There's no gap in that Almost Famous, by the way. ZipRecruiter. Speaking of easy, try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. And Ritual. Get Ritual delivered right to your door and visit Ritual.com slash Famous to get your ritual started today. One of my favorites, because I'm snacking on goldfish right now, Thrive Market, 25% off your first order, plus free 30-day trial. Redeem this offer by going to thrivemarket.com backslash almostfamous and enter code almostfamous today. Hey, what a, what a podcast. What a time to be alive. Ashley, yeah. you're the best. You're and with that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Ciao. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.